Hey, guys. Wait, let me stop you right there, Nate. I know you're going to apologize, and there's simply no need. Yeah, Mr. Nate. Never apologize for anything. You're just like a well-tooled machine. I appreciate that, you sweethearts, but I did screw up a few details in last week's intro. Just tiny details. Very insignificant, really. Well, I've made some edits to the script, and I think we finally got our permanent intro. Should we give it a try? I cannot wait. I also cannot wait. I'm so excited that <laughs> I feel like I might pass out. Let's start the show. You're listening to the North American Friends Movie Club. A show where we talk about films. Movies. And the cinema. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Kate? Sure thing. I'm Kate. I work at NASA as a space lady. I've been to the moon like a million times, and they even let me name one of the craters on my birthday. I called it the Gator Crater, but I say it with a Louisiana accent like Gator Crater. Sometimes when I drive the spaceship, I do this prank where I pretend like I can't remember how the buttons work, and I say things like, should I push this big red one that says self-destruct? Anyway, speaking of nerds, how about you introduce yourself, Brent? Five, six, seven, eight. My name is Brent, and I've dedicated my life to the art of dance. My mom says like a grapevine before I could walk, and my dad says my mom never lies. I've mastered jazz hands, and I've also mastered jazz feet and jazz ass. I can tap dance so fast it sounds like two woodpeckers making love on a snare drum. I can moonwalk forwards. I can belly dance with my entire body. Sometimes I dance with the chair, but it's not sexy. I literally slow dance with the chair. And hold it very tenderly. I have zero hobbies outside of dance. And during the show, I'm going to be stretching my leg on a wooden bar in front of a mirror. And I'm Nate. Let's start the show. started the show we're currently doing a podcast as we speak this is the north american friends movie club you might notice in our title before movie club comes friends because we're all friends a friend's a friend so how are you sorry i interrupted say it again no i you go i i forgot what i was gonna say (laughs) (laughs) i got distracted by my watch (laughs) <laughs> a friend was texting me. A friend was texting me. Oh, okay. Me. <laughs> I thought you meant like you're just watching the second hand go by or something. Yeah, like, look at that. Oh. Look at that thing go. <laughs> well, I was going to say first comes friends, and then I was going to ask how you guys are doing, but Kate is doing great. Her watch is spinning by every second. Yeah. <laughs> before, before movie club comes friends. So, how are you guys doing, friends? Brent, how are you doing? Um,. I'm over, we're having a winter storm tonight, and I'm just over it. I'm over the weather. March is just a weird time of the year, especially around here. March and April are just kind of bullshit. Um, I don't know what to do with my beard. I'm not good at shaping it. Um, I don't, I want it to have length and not. And where? Where do you want the length? There's only one down. I want it to go down. Yeah, it can go out. Uh, yeah, I don't want I don't want it to go bushy. Yeah, I want it to go down, and I can't do it. Do you have a stylist you go to? I go to a barber. I guess I get him to do it. Yeah, Nick goes to a gal who does his hair and his beard, and always does a great job. Like does the whole head area. Yeah, maybe I'll do and that. And his eyebrows and his ear hair. Do you have ear hair? I don't. I'm like oh. a baby down there. <laughs> On your ears? Yeah, I just. <laughs> That is a good joke. <laughs> I like to uh, just go totally freehand with an unguarded electric razor. And sometimes it works amazing. And sometimes On your beard? Yeah. But, but when you're trying to shape it, when you're trying to bring it closer to the face without making it shorter towards the chest. Yeah. That's where I'm gotta, at right now. You got you to gotta hover. With, you got to hover and, and, and clip. And sometimes what? it works. Sometimes it works great, but sometimes you take a you take a hunk that you weren't, yeah. you weren't ready to do. I'm at, I'm on the YouTube tutorials, and all those guys are like telling me what to do, and I'm trying, 
and sometimes it it looks all right, sometimes it doesn't, and I don't know where the the line on the jaw is supposed to go anymore because of my face shape. It's just if you go too high on the jaw, you look stupid. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a pet peeve of mine with men. It's like there's a good looking guy, but his beard is way too high. Like you know, it ends. Or it's way too low. Then uh, yeah, I've, that's where I get confused because then neck beard is an insult. It's so hard to like figure out where's where on the neck is the beard supposed to go? Under the jaw. That's, Under your jaw. I'm trying to do that now. I think it's also probably like time. Like it's 2023. Like what your beard what is going to look good in 2023 is different than what looked good in 2010. You know what mm. I mean? Yeah, I I haven't changed a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Not a single thing. Yeah, I've been consistent since last decade with my look. Well, you we're older now, right? So, like, do you want to stay? That's I was just listening to a podcast about this about how as the surprise, the older you get, the more entrenched you get in the way your routine of doing things, and that's why, like you you find a fifty year old that still dresses like they're in their twenties and the nineties, but Mm. it's not like the cool way. Mm. You know what I mean? Yep. So something to think about, guys. I've just gotten. I'm comfort has become the number one priority for me. Uh, or there was, I tried to, to have nicer clothes when I was younger and now I'm kind of like hit a real, don't give a fuck stride of, I really would like to be comfortable more than anything. I could see you rocking some yoga pants at some point. Oh. Is that comfortable though? Absolutely. For a guy? For sure. I guarantee you it is. I always thought about doing it at jujitsu because there'd be like some guys would have the like basically yoga pants under their shirt. No, like compression pants? Yeah. Yeah. I wear one compression sock and it's magical. (laughs) Now just imagine that was your ass. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's right. Now you're now you're thinking. The crotch part of it isn't like going to smash you. Like they make them especially for men. It's not like women's yoga pants where it would all be up your camel toe, you know, like Can you feel that? Yes. Hmm. <laughs> they invented this kind of pants that are called jogger pants. Yeah. That are allowed in the world but are basically as comfortable as sweatpants. Well, I think they are sweatpants, right? They're just a little bit more constructed, so they don't look as sloppy, Yeah, but they're still, but, yeah. But I have, you know, they're made out of, like, pant material. Oh, okay, okay. But they're, you know, they're a little... Do you have a pair of jean joggers? I've got just jeans. <laughs> I've got my jeans, you know, that one good, uh, the go-to jeans, if I got to jean it up. They're good. Are either of you still wearing uh, denim cargo pants? I uh, know. I never. I never wore cargo pants. No, me. I don't like the pockets because the things go in the pockets, and I feel like someone's like holding me back. Oh, plus that the cargo pocket placement is so stupid. Like you put anything heavy in there, you're just basically slapping yourself in the thigh all day. Yeah, that's, that's no good. I can't. I can't buy shorts. I can't buy pants. I hate it. It's. It's. I hate it. Because of little legs, I have the same problem. Yeah, it's my body shape. Yeah. I hate yeah. it. You guys should go get. Do you do you guys ever use tailors? No, a Cape Breton tailor. Could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's doing it with fishing line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's never worked on any kind of material other than pleather. No, 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 no. How are you doing, Nate? I'm doing all right. I'm doing pretty good, actually. Uh... There's nothing exciting going on, though. Anything hurt? Oh, good question. Yeah, we should do our anything hurt segment. Um, let me. I'm, I'm doing a body scan right now in my mind. Does anything hurt? I feel good. I'm feeling... I got nothing to complain about. That's awesome. You put together an exceptional inaugural podcast episode for us that was released yesterday. So thank you for that. You know what? I'm really happy with how it turned out. It made me excited to do the rest of these, actually. Yay! We got some positive feedback. How How about you, Catherine? Are you hurting? Well, as you two heard before the podcast started, my little feelings got hurt by a mean person. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I have received some support from my loved ones and you too, and I am much better. So thank you. And I just want to, I just want to tell the world that, uh, don't be a jerk. Don't be an asshole. Don't be a fucking asshole. You guys, if you, Hey, yeah. if there's any assholes listening to this, I just want to say, we don't want you. No, you can stay listening. Yeah. Subscribe. <laughs> Maybe learn a thing or two. <laughs> Knock it off. Just subscribe. Yeah, subscribe. <laughs> this per well, here's the thing. This is why this person's asshole because they did, they went out of their way to hurt my feelings on purpose. Don't ever do it that. It wasn't on accident. Yeah. It wasn't on accident, and it worked. And I am not going to close my heart off just because one person mm -mm. hurt my feelings. That's right. I'm not going to change my personality for one person on the north american friends movie club we have heart ons not heart offs oh oh that's it that's, that's the t-shirt i was just gonna say we finally got some merch <laughs> yes this is how we make the money guys how's your scalp doing yeah how's the scalp oh, my, very poor <laughs> oh, no. oh no oh no <laughs> yeah, tonight I'm taking a shower and I'm really gonna do some work. Oh, I took uh, one yesterday and I cleaned my ooh. bathroom. I felt like I was in a hotel. It was oh my amazing. God. I'm, I'm Did proud. you text Brent immediately? I, I, honestly, I wanted to, but last time me and you texted Brent that we showered, he kind of was like, You don't deserve praise for this. No, this is not a thing. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> Literally, I get a text from the both of you guys that hey, we cleaned ourselves. Say, yeah, that's you're supposed to. <laughs> I, Night and kite are dirty. Yeah, I was, I was kind of hoping for a little more personal. No, no, I'm not going to be obligated to feel like I need to be like put a show on because you guys cleaned yourself. You guys don't deserve that. That's what the mean person should have said to me and really got yeah, me. That, she she should have been you. like, you know that you don't shower enough. Be like, oh damn. No. <laughs> How's it going, dry scalp? Yeah. <laughs> damn. There'd be a reason no, your scalp is like that. You guys listen, literally this weekend, I um, was at Nick's house and I was taking a shower over there and I have like medicated shampoo and I was like, Nick, can you help me like put it directly on my scalp? And I don't think he had ever seen it before. And he like, I like pulled my hair over and he was like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I could tell he was like processing what he was seeing. <laughs> He's a good guy. Yeah. You know what? That's why you got to get a real one. You got to like exactly. a lot of people, they pick their partners based on the wrong things. You got to find a guy who loves you when your scalp's all fucked up. It's only one part of my scalp. You can ignore it. Like it's under my it's hair. It's only skin. We all got it. That's we right. all got skin. Thank you. Thanks guys. That was a good catch up. I appreciate you. I love you guys. <laughs> I love you too, Kate. <laughs> What's the next part of the show? I can't remember. Let's, let's talk about what movie we're doing. We should talk about. Oh, I yeah, I know what the next part of the show is. It's the part of the show where we explain what movie we're watching, and then Kate tells us what the plot of the movie was. Kate, what movie did we watch? What's the theme of the month? And then what happened? So our theme for the month was chosen by Mr. Brent, and because it's April, he chose April Fools. In my immediate. Uh, it came to my mind like a bright sun. I don't know, something like that. Um, you know how those things are always coming to mind. <laughs> a bright sun. It is a movie that is quoted in my family since I've been alive. It is the epitome of a fool. It is 1979's screwball comedy, The Jerk, starring Steve Martin and Bernadette Peters. Screwball comedy is right. Now, I normally, and I will continue to provide... Uh, plot synopsis however because this was my choice i request that brent or nate let's let's do we can do this together okay okay here's what happens in the jerk it starts off he's a the steve martin he's a he's a homeless person he's sitting on the side of the street and um he starts talking to the camera and he's going to tell us his life story and he says that he was born a poor black child. And then we flash back to see that he is living with a family and he's the only white person out of a family of 10. And it's his birthday. And for his birthday, he gets 
uh, mayonnaise tuna fish sandwich and Twinkies. Are you going to go like over? Are you going to go over every <laughs> single detail of the movie? He's doing scene by it's scene. It's like he's doing the closed <laughs> captioning for deaf people I, or blind people. I, I feel like I, I, I feel like Kate asked a question and then I blacked out and went into to Rain Man mode, where I just started, <laughs> where I started like processing this like from memory every single scene. Uh, <laughs> he decides to leave home. He goes and works at a gas station. He is very dumb. That's a big part of this movie is this guy is an absolute fool. He is. He uh, meets a guy at the gas station whose glasses keep falling off. And he makes an invention to hold his glasses on. And then somebody tries to shoot him. You're slipping into you're doing it again. <laughs> what you what happens don't, after don't, that? Don't criticize Brent, you don't get to criticize. You only can help. I feel like I'm his help. handler. I feel like Tom Cruise. <laughs> what what happens next? What happens next? Can I want me to give a synopsis of it? Yeah. Yeah. I want to, yes. <laughs> the jerk is a story of a character <laughs> called David Johnson, who's played by Steve Martin, who is young, has his birthday, and discovers that he doesn't quite belong where he lives. So he decides to venture out into the world where he quickly learns that his naivety or naivety? No, what's the word? He's naive. Naiveness? Naivete. Okay, I'm not saying it because it's wrong. But (laughs) (laughs) that quickly uh, turns against him and it follows his story as he works multiple jobs in multiple different life situations and tries to become what he always wanted to be. Um, And it follows that story about how the world kind of eats him up and spits him out. And as we go through the show, we'll go into more details of what happens. That is not a synopsis. Mm, We got to split the difference. Nate described (laughs) the sandwich that he ate. (laughs) We'd be here. It'd be a three and a half hour podcast. The first, the first half I was like, Oh, he's doing a much better job than me. This is, Oh, I lost Steve. I lost Steve. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing way better than me. You guys have to, you guys have to tell the ending, though. I always tell the ending, yeah, so yeah. you guys need to tell yeah. the ending. He, uh, um, he gets rich, like super-duper rich, but then because his invention makes people go cross-eyed, he gets sued, and he loses all his money, and then he gets in a fight with his wife, and then his life spirals down, and he, and he thinks he's finished. And then his at the very end of the movie, his family finds him and they tell him that the money he invested or was sending home that was the his dad invested it really well. And they rescue him and he gets to kiss Bernadette Peters. The end. Well, we struggled. We struggled yeah. mightily. But you know what? You guys did struggle. I have a lot of respect for Kate after trying to do that. Like, we put you on the spot. <laughs> you, you you stepped up Thank to the plate you. without any trouble at all. <laughs> I am very bad at telling stories, so I really appreciate that compliment. I'm very bad at telling stories and telling jokes, so thank you. I was doing great until Nevity came out, and then that's what blew I up. feel like you could have blown past that, and we wouldn't have noticed. No, it got, it got but... in my head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so something you missed that i think is an important kind of through line is that at the beginning he lives with this black family and they're like very into music and dancing and he has no rhythm yeah. and then at night at the night of his birthday he turns on the radio that's playing from st louis and it's like very classic white people music mm-hmm. and he like has rhythm to that and he's like if this is out there then what else mm-hmm. is out mm-hmm. there and then by the end he has rhythm and the last scene is of him dancing with rhythm with his family. I think that's a good place to start our next segment, which is what were your guys' favorite parts of this movie? I've got so many. I have a lot. I have a lot more than I thought I was going to. Honestly, Brent, I thought the same thing because when this movie first started, I think this movie starts really slow to me, at least. If for the first 20 minutes, I was kind of like, oh, okay. I'm, it was like funny, but it was in a very like dated, funny kind of way. 
where I was like, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Until he leaves the gas station. I wasn't sure. But then I wrote down more funny moments for this movie than I did for any of the other movies, actually, which is which is really interesting. I went into this movie with the total wrong mindset. Because it's a movie I've never, ever seen before, but I've always heard about it. It's always been this, like, bar that's been set. Like, oh, the jerk was this, the jerk was this. It was this great movie. Um, and I, I had to, like not lower my expectations. I had to like dumb myself down and realize, okay, this is not a classic because it's like a, some, you know, it, it's, it's, it is what it is. It's stupid. Yeah. And my, everything, my exposure to Steve Martin is like from father of the bride, which is total, not this, like I've never watched him Saturday night live. I've never watched him in anything other than father of the bride, basically. So, it was wow. really difficult for me to, to do that. So I watched it again. I watched it the first time and then I watched it again and I was like, Oh, oh okay. And that's when I was like, this is all the funny parts. No, I I'm with you. I, I think my expectation for this movie was, especially cause it's a seventies movies, like late 70, I think it's 79, but mm-hmm. most of those seventies movies are so fucking depressing that I, I really don't like that. Like melancholy, aspect of a lot of 70s films so i thought this was going to be a movie about like a guy who's an idiot and like oh isn't it so sad this poor sad guy in the world and he's too dumb to exist and that that's what the humor was gonna be and then it's not that kind of movie at all and so it was a very nice surprise to me yeah he's really innocent you know what i mean like there's not and he's taken he's taken advantage of but not really i don't know and he's not in he and he's he becomes complicit halfway through, which is also a very funny turn. Like he starts so innocent, but then when he gets like super rich, he becomes like so fucking obnoxious that that becomes funny too. And you don't feel bad. Like, Oh, poor guy. You're just like, yeah, well, this is what you get. Right. My thought is like, is ignorance really bliss? Are, Are stupid people, dumb people, naive people more happy in life than, others studies have shown yes because like he's so he's working at a gas station he's making he lives in a like the back storage room he's making a dollar ten an hour and he comes out and he's checking the oil and that um the guy eventually helps with the glasses um he's so happy and uh looks good to me sir but how about you he and i'm thinking oh, i watched that part the second time i'm like this guy's just happy he doesn't have to, he's not worried about stupid stuff he doesn't have to worry about. He's just naive to the world. And I think that's why I want to be. I want to be stupid and naive to the world. I think you're on your way. <laughs> you have quite the little head start. Yeah. It's like I thought you were trying that this whole time. <laughs> you really set that up. I know. Friend. But I, that's really... fine with me because that's the way I want to be. Like I want to be cuz I'm I, I've accepted I'm not smart enough to do something big. Oh, you're doing something big right now. No, but I'm not going to invent something because I know I'm not. And I'm not athletic enough. To, I'm 40 now. I'm not going to do anything like that. Um, I don't have enough money to do something major like in that avenue. So now I just want to be dumb. I don't want to be dumb, but I sure wish I was naturally as sweet as he is at the beginning. I was like, oh, I would be... I think I'm uh, mean. I think maybe I'm. Uh, I'm not as gentle as because the world got you. The world got I'm to corrupted. You. He is just out there in Mississippi, not exposed to the, the the terrible shit. Well, I think it starts with his when his mom sets him down after dinner on his birthday and is like told him that that he's not the same color as them and he says you mean i'm gonna stay this color like <laughs> yeah that was that was the first laugh for me can we also talk about how ridiculous that is that he's 33 in real life gray ass hair playing mm-hmm. an 18 year old mm-hmm. was he playing 18 18 though well, is 18th we, birthday they don't say that do they they do oh okay it didn't disturb me but 
he does not look he looks 33 years old <laughs> he looks he's he looks 53 and he's always looked 53 i can't believe that i don't know steve martin was such a gigantic part of my childhood my parents had all of his comedy albums i danced to uh the king tut uh song that he did like I don't know. They played his comedy albums all the time. We saw any movie he was in. So it's fascinating to me that you only know him from Father of the Bride. He's like, a to me, he's, when when uh, Robin Williams died, I remember the tweet I wrote was like, somebody check on Steve Martin. Like, because to me, they're kind of equal giants. Um, and one could argue Steve Martin's even... I don't know who's to say apples and oranges, I guess, but I know Brent doesn't like Robin Williams. What are your thoughts on Steve Martin now that you've seen a little bit more of his Steve Martin? Okay. After the second watch of this movie, he, he trapes the line between doing too much and being funny. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think he's what Ben Stiller and Jack Black want to be, but they do too much. I think he's just, he's just, I really enjoyed him in the role. So the, one of the criticisms of the movie, like the Robert, the Ebert, what was it? Who are they? You know, Siskel and Ebert. Siskel and Ebert. So I got two, like I got two out of four or whatever. And what they said was like, it was low on jokes. And anytime there wasn't a joke, he would pick something up and do something funny. Like that was their credit criticism of it kind of the same thing Uh, it's interesting to me i think he's not he doesn't have the ability to go like as committed as jack black or those or robin williams uh in the dramatic parts of movies so this was almost the perfect role for him because the the joke is that even when he's upset he's still an idiot and he's like really goofy about it like that scene where he's just like and it lasts it lasts for so fucking long where he's like i don't need you all i need is this chair and like all i need is this chair and this hilarious so the remote the lamp this chair yeah before he goes bankrupt and all of these mafia guys or whatever, they're trying to sell him property and, but they end up talking about how they don't want black people. So obviously what doesn't hold up is they use the N word a couple of times. So audiences be aware of that, but then, so they don't realize that Navin Johnson was born a poor black child. And then he like takes off his robe and he's got all his chains and he starts doing karate. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, <laughs> it's so stupid. That's the most problematic scene in the movie. But I have to say, I was expecting this movie to be a lot more problematic than it was. Actually, I was like, "Oh, years seventies." I'm like, "We're we're rolling the dice here." But it wasn't nearly as. There's definitely some dated moments and some shit that'll stand out to anybody. But yeah, see, I felt I felt the opposite. I thought like, okay, the very first scene. Everybody said I was born a, a, a you know a poor black child in Mississippi. I was like, oh god, this is going to be absolutely terrible. 
But so that was part of his stand-up. Like that was why, like he used that from. He used to say that a lot in his stand-up. I've read that that like even when he didn't have a joke, he would say that, and it would, it would always play, and people loved it. And that's how they, they he said that. And Carl Reiner said, "Well, what if you actually were?" And then they start writing the movie. <laughs> um, one of the other parts I liked is so he dates he he leaves the house, he goes to work for the circus and this horrible woman who's like the stunt driver of the motorcycle wants starts it being interested with him. And he, she takes him back to her trailer and he's like, you could really tell a lot about a person when you're in there. I think she, and he was like, I can tell you're a genuinely dirty person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think he's dumb though. I don't think he's dumb. I think he's just naive. I think I think you're right. He's like the most naive person ever to exist. One of the letters they're reading at home that he sends, he's like, I'm sending a dollar twenty-five and I think uh Patty says that she's got another job for me and so I'm gonna do the blow job and then I'll send you <laughs> like and the grandma's reading it and doesn't realize what she's saying. Yeah, <laughs> like, she's so she's so like, Oh, isn't that isn't nice? That nice? <laughs> um the, the the funny I'm just gonna like name I wrote like one or two words of all the funny parts that I I, I liked and we can expand on them as we go. Um, snapping fingers to white music was very funny. <laughs> yes, that because when he was trying to dance when everybody, they talked about like play the blues, he's like, no, those songs depress me. And then he starts snapping <laughs> his fingers to the white music. That was very funny. Um, the can scene and like he, this guy hates cans. Yeah, <laughs> that was that's a classic. He hates these cans. I've never. I can't. I've. I can't believe I've never. I don't. I didn't know anything about this movie at all. Like all this was brand new to me. So that was very she, funny to me. Jackie Mason says, "We don't have defective cans. We have a defective person." Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get to Jackie. Um, <laughs> the circus lady. We hated her. Yeah, she's really easy to hate. Yeah, and her stunt was bullshit. She drove a bike through a flaming piece of wood and fell. Oh, who can't do that? (laughs) Um, Everyone in this movie looked like they were 60 plus. Yeah. Nobody looked young. Well, Bernadette Peters looks young, but everybody else looks old. Shout out to the trains, Nate. There was a train there. Yeah. One of the moments I wrote down was when he hits the the cave and falls off the train and then he gets up and he says i was protected by the bill of my hat i thought of you so much i thought of yeah at the whole scene i thought this is nate this is perfect didn't for you do that did on you? a proper on a on a full-size train of course you did oh. on a, an adult train so i told nick that you used to drive a children's train i thought that i you drove an actual train. Yeah, and it was it was in this living museum where everybody pretends that it's the 1800s. So I oh, like, okay. wore a, wore an old suit, and and we'd be like, we'd pull up to the train station, and some people on wagons would come by, and we'd be like, hey there, old Jim, how's <laughs> how's the farm over there? That's awesome. Yeah, it was really fun. I still have the hat and the seat. We have the Fortress of Lewisburg right here. You would do really well there. Oh, yeah. Thrive. Yeah. That's they're a, all period that's actors. That's time, yeah. man. Especially Maybe those... should look into that. Yeah. Oh, you'd do great. You'd clean up over there. Yeah. Play an old cranky blacksmith or something. Then you'd have to do blacksmith work. I don't know if your shoulder could hang on to that. Mm, I was going to say it. <laughs> An old cranky baker. No, you're, why don't you just be the drunk that like sits in the chair? <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? Yeah. It means it would be easy and low impact. No, the drunks have to do a lot of herky jerky movements. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah, I like Baker. I liked Baker. Yeah, that's good. Baker's think, fine. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. What Brent should be is the candy maker. Oh, just like those Australians you like. You make it the hard candies. No, the the first time a child goes missing, they always go to the candy maker. (laughs) I don't. I can't have that. I can't have that on me, dude. Imagine what that guy from Willy Wonka went through when all those kids disappeared. He was probably yeah, like oh, six kids went missing at a candy factory. Yeah, no shit, they did. (laughs) Can I tell you another funny part? I like you absolutely can. So he um when he 
he's meeting Bernadette Peters and he's like, you, ha- you have beautiful skin. And he's like, may I? And she thinks he's going to like touch her skin. And he starts like poking it and pulling it. That was funny. <laughs> yeah. And then he asks her about like what she does. And she says, she's a cosmetologist. And he's like, Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. It must be tough to handle weightlessness. <laughs> that scene was, had so many moments. Cause I wrote down from that scene. He's like, you have a boyfriend. And she's like, yeah. He's like, well, I hope the next time you make love to your boyfriend yeah. do you think of me <laughs> and yeah that's a good thing to say though that's it's it's like polite but yeah let know that you're interested yeah it's not polite how is it how is it not polite why are you whatever you get it i'm not gonna defend that yeah all right uh throwing popcorn when yeah. he thought yeah, yeah. that was good yeah. um when he thought he was gonna kill him the power like multiple it was funny one time but the fact he did it multiple times made it even funnier what it, what uh, what part was that i don't remember that when the guy that was shooting at him at the gas station came back to serve him with uh, the paper because he was a private detective he wasn't going to kill him but steve martin thought he was going to kill him oh. and so he's running away and he keeps throwing little handfuls of popcorn at him <laughs> as he runs away <laughs> and what do you what he goes to get rid of the popcorn bowl to get the the mattress ladder he gingerly lays the bowl popcorn down. <laughs> um the feather in the hat yes. got me yeah i wrote down rich guy outfit yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh and the car like the whole thing oh uh, the so the feather was so fucking long, so long. <laughs> um i hated the next spin the next spin i i, I was so mad took you out yeah, I, I was, was like, not expecting ugh. that from this movie for sure. I didn't like that. I liked the wine dispensers with the real gl- crystal glasses. <laughs> I was like, that is something I might need one day. Here's here's how I felt about that. And I don't know why I feel so strongly about this, but I'm like, it's not a funny joke if it's just the wine coolers, but the fact that it has a dispenser that dispenses glass wine glasses yeah. yes. i was like this is hilarious <laughs> and it looks like the labels on it were like real like they had gotten them from i don't know yeah the yeah whole, fancy the joke worked. Just, yeah worked. for sure <laughs> i liked when he said that he always wanted uh 24 uh seat dining room table yeah and he just <laughs> well mom remember my dream of owning a big house on a hill how I used to wish for a living room with a plaster line in it from Mexico, and how I always wanted a large 24-seat dining table in a dining room with original oil paintings by Michelangelo and Rembrandt. And remember how I always wanted a rotating bed with pink chiffon and zebra stripes? And remember how I used to chit-chat with Dad about always wanting a bathtub shaped like a clam? And an office with orange and white stripes and Remember how much I wanted an all-red billiard room with a giant stuffed camel? And how I wanted a disco room with my own disco dancers and a party room with fancy friends? And remember how much I wanted a big backyard with Grecian statues, S-shaped hedges, and three swimming pools? Well, I got that, too. Um, the lick when he licked... Uh, oh, my God. That was I don't think complete. she knew that was coming. It was completely improvised. Carl Reiner said just before the scene, lick her instead of kiss her. And you can tell in the scene that she laughs. Yeah. yeah. She's like, what the fuck just happened? Um, when he's having the, the conversation with his dad about the difference between shit and Shanola. Yeah. And he immediately walks in shit afterwards. Um, <laughs> cat juggling was hilarious. Yep. I almost put the cat juggler in my medals, but I decided not to. But <laughs> well, that performance is the showmanship. If you notice in the, the credits, they don't give uh, – the cat juggler wasn't Steve Martin. They made up a guy's name. Oh, was that Steve Martin? Yeah. yeah. Steve Martin yeah. Oh, I didn't juggler. realize that. Yeah, that's yeah. so funny. mustache on. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Nate gets totally taked out by a fake mustache. <laughs> Do you want to hear what's so fucking funny? I didn't put Steve Martin in my medals, but I almost put the cat juggler in my medals. <laughs> no. That is a sign of a great actor. Yeah. I have to rethink everything. Oh, you do. shit. You do. Uh, so we have to do a, a Nutty Professor episode and see your medals for that <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs> I'm like, mother clump number one. <laughs> like, I don't know. That was Eddie Murphy? She wasn't in much after this, but she was hilarious. Nate, I want Nate to talk about the um, the ukulele scene, the song I love. 
it's so sweet when they're singing tonight you belong to me to each other on the beach and it's like very tender and loving and then she just pulls out the trumpet and that's actually really <laughs> fucking funny <laughs> like, yeah like, and she's and she, so good yeah and she does she looks like she's playing it for real i did notice that i'm like oh yeah so she practiced this at least and then she also does a lot of very funny trumpet comedy for the rest of the movie where she's just holding it at the most funny, like when she's packing up her things and she's about to leave. And then the last shot of her is like her picking up the trumpet and holding it like that. That trumpet did a lot of work. Yeah. Nowadays, that trumpet would be all CGI. That's when actors <laughs> earn. Yeah, they earn their money. Computer generated instruments. <laughs> you like that one, Nate? She was really throwing knives. Really? Oh. I don't know. I was yeah. just that <laughs> that we're, we're as naive as the jerk. <laughs> it was a very nice scene, though. Yes, it was very, it was actually very romantic. It's like, it was romantic. He said, I'm going to buy you a diamond so big it's going to make you puke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My family says that occasionally. And when he's walking away with the scene that Nate talked about where he's grabbing like the chair and the remote and the lamp. His pants are down. Yeah. That's all uh, that always plays. Well, what's what's our next segment? Cuz I want to do my quiz. Well, let's do Kate's movie quiz. All right, guys, are you ready? Mhm. I the first question is not multiple choice. You have to list the items. Actually, this is we're, it's going to be a two-parter. The first is how many items does Naven take when he leaves? Oh. And then the second question is name all of them. So you have to say how many there are, and then I will tell you the correct answer, and then we will do the second part. So each of you will start with Brent. How many items? I think he... I. Th- I think he takes um, six items. Okay, what do you say? I'm going to go, I feel like that scene went on for so long. I'm going to say 11 items. Okay, neither of you is correct, so no points for that question. The an- the answer is seven. Oh, but now, Price is Right rules, though, I would get a point. Yeah. Okay, well, that's fine. If this was if the Price is to. Right, it would be fine. Yeah, it's not, no, I don't want it. I'm just saying if that was if that were the case yeah i don't want now do you want a point for remembering whatever item or do we how should we do i don't think there's any chance that me and brent can remember them all but maybe if we do it together we each get a point i i agree but you can only you can only say the ones you're for sure it you will not get points for okay i know for sure the ashtray I know for sure the remote control. I know for sure chair. I know for sure a pen. Wrong. <gasps> that, that, I thought that was the very first thing he took. Is the ashtray first? Oh. That's what I know lamp was on there, but what were the other ones, Kate? The order is ashtray, paddle game, remote control, matches, lamp, chair, magazine. That was a hard question. That was, but we did pretty good. You did. Okay, number two. Who filed the class action lawsuit? Oh, I know. I know as well. Okay, well, who wants to answer first? I'll go first. It was Carl Reiner. I agree. It was Carl Reiner, the famous director, the celebrity. Correct. Made him go cockeyed, which is always a funny saying. Mm -hmm. This is a hard question that's worth up to four points. You will get four points if you know the answer off the bat. You have to complete the sentence. And for every word that I have to give you, you, I take off a point. Does that make sense? Sure. Okay. So famous advice from Naven's uh, parents to him were don't trust whitey and the lord loves a working man and his brother gave him what other advice it's blank a blank and blank blank of it oh i know the the spirit and what it said um 
get it taken care of? You got one word correct. <laughs> um, so Brent gets one point because you got the word get correct. Okay. So see, oh shit, I just gave you the first word. Okay, see a blank and get blank of it. See a doctor and get rid of it. Okay, I think that you should get two points for that, Nate. And I think we'll give Brent two points too. We'll just split it. Because that was a bad question. I apologize. And what was the answer? Yeah, see a doc and get rid of it. Well, I don't think Nate would have got it if he didn't coach no chance. through it. No chance. No chance. <laughs> I pretty much said the whole thing. I got one word out of it correct. And then you were like, here's the words you didn't get. See a uh, blank. I messed up. I messed up. God damn it. I, you Sorry, know what? Guys. I'm giving us all a point. We're all tied at two. This is annihilated. Wow. Whoa! No! He's heating up! While I was watching this movie with my partner, Nick, he shared with me that uh, he thought when he was a kid, the, there were two actresses that he thought he was that they were pretty. One of them was Bernadette Peters. Who was the other actress? And I'm going to give you four options. So Nick thought these two women were very pretty when he was a kid. A, Jacqueline Smith, B, Kate Jackson, C, Cheryl Teagues, D, Daisy Duke. I'm going, oh my God. And I'm going to say C, Cheryl Teagues, Daisy Duke. This is annihilated. Whoa, no. Nate's correct. It was Daisy Duke. That's called instinct, boys. I didn't think. I think that was. I just thought that was too obvious, like the ass thing. Okay. It, I almost talked myself out of it because I'm like, they're very different, Bernadette Peters and Daisy Duke. But I. He likes a pretty face. He likes the soft skin. Well, he's over two on that one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Burn. uh, Bernadette Burn. Peters looks like she's got a, a dip in the whole time. It drives me insane. <laughs> She is beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Okay. And she still looks good at 75 years old. What are we, where are we at? You're winning, Nate. I'm up by one. Okay. What is the name of the invention Naven created for Stan Fox? What is the name that uh, Stan Fox calls it? Yeah. I know. What's the... I also know. I, okay, Nate, go it's ahead. It's the Optigrab. The Optigrab. How do you spell it? Nate said Optigrab. I said Optigrab. He did. Opti. Uh, I, I, what did you think I say? O-P-T-A just because I got a speech impediment and you're going to roast me? Oh, second episode in a row of speech impediments. It's it's O for the Latin for well, I. That was, that was, so if you're going to have to do multiple choice, one of the options is Octograb. But I said Opta. If I said anything, but I, you know what I'm saying, optograph. Okay. Well, we'll both give you points then, and I guess you win, Nate. Ooh. <laughs> I didn't know that would be the winning point. <laughs> Let's make it interesting. Let's say, okay, make me wrong. Ooh. Let's make me wrong. Me and Brent are tied. Let's make you run. Okay. And then I'm going to figure out a question for your. No. I know, do you want to do the normal? <gasps> no. Oh, this is a good one. Okay. Just for a bonus point, let's do the old quiz question we always used to do okay so have you guys looked up the box office or anything no, no. okay so the budget for this movie was four million what did it uh and this is prices rights rule uh what was the box office uh, 29 million i'm gonna say 20 million He's on fire. Brent wins because it was 100 what? million. <laughs> what? Holy shit. Yeah. Holy That's insane. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> oh my. Oh my. But there wasn't God. much to do back in 1979. So going to the movies, I guess. That must be in like today's money. But every ticket costs like a, a cent. So I don't know. God, imagine if a comedy movie now made 100 million dollars. Well, they are, they're supposed to, or they're, like, bad now. Wow. 
I mean, most movies make over a hundred million if they're released in the theaters. Yeah, I wonder. I feel like it's. I feel like most comedy movies these days are like thirty million dollar budget, and it makes seventy million. Like, okay, let's do a let's mm. do a check. Let's. Do, I'm just thinking the most mainstream comedy is like Game Night from 2018. <laughs> Let's game go. that's the one you pick that's the one you pull out that's hilarious Dude, i'm just thinking like the most like 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 general comedy that like would would get people on dates could you think of another one that's like no no it's actually that's quite good the budget 37 million and it made 117 what's costing so much to make these movies they have to pay jason bateman and rachel mcadams they got each of them getting 10 no, they're not getting 10. Oh, I bet they got 10. Okay, why are we talking like we're agents right now getting 10? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, we're sparring over 30 bucks an hour. Like. <laughs> I want, if Jason Bateman or Rachel McAdams are listening, if you got less than 10, you call me. I'll get you a fucking better deal on your next movie. I'll, I'll get you that 10. I'll get you that 10. I'll get you that 10. <laughs> So Brent wins. No, I refuse to. No, I, I'm not taking the win for that. That was just a fun little bonus question. Nate won because I mispronounce I, I mispronounce words all the time. I know what he was saying. He did say Opta. I said Opti, which is Opti-grab. which is correct. But I, I I knew he knew what the answer was. I had to think of another one for the options. If you guys needed another one, uh, a multiple choice, and my other ones were optimum hold, optimum hold, or glasses genie. <laughs> sure, those are great, great work, great work. So, if anybody there needs a marketing person, <laughs> how about we do the medal ceremony? Let's okay. do it. So i I changed my medals due to the conversation we had during this podcast mm-hmm. uh steve martin wasn't on my medals but now yeah. that i know he juggled them cats yeah i'm giving my bronze medal to steve martin oh oh i uh i've never been a big steve martin fan honestly i never quite understood it L- later like i really like him and martin short together doing the old like vaudeville act basically that they're doing where they just go around and roast each other. I'm like, that's funny. That's great. I could watch Steve Martin do that all night. Uh, but as a performer, I've never loved him or, or, or anything like that, but he was, uh, he made me laugh a lot in this movie and I did not realize he was the cat juggler. So good, good at acting, I guess. (laughs) Good at acting. (laughs) Uh, my bronze medal goes to, Jackie Mason as Harry Haroshan, which I've Nick told me is also the name of him in Caddyshack. So, oh, I did not know that. I did not either. And I and he, we both looked it up, and he was correct. That's a fun fact. He's dead now. A lot of people are. Yep. Yep. Uh, my bronze medal is going to Richard Ward, who plays the father. Mm. Um. And he saved the day. He did save the day. Plus, what a voice. And took all those little bit of money that Naven sent and said, that's a good boy. That's a good boy. And he invested it and saved Naven. That's what dads are supposed to do. Absolutely. Let kids go out there and fuck up, but have a plan for them. That's nice. All right, Nate, what's silver? I gave my silver to Jackie Mason. Uh, I thought that... um, I've I've met a lot of guys like that, uh, old guys that are exactly like that. That smart ass, like I, it just made that was when the movie started to click for me. I was like, oh, I like this movie. Yeah, this is working for me. I think I'm going to enjoy myself. And I just thought he was really funny. My silver medal goes to the beautiful and talented Broadway star Bernadette Peters as Marie Kimball Johnson. I have nothing to add she speaks for herself yep she was really funny when she goes it's not the money (laughs) it's all the stuff (laughs) (laughs) my silver medal is steve martin like nate i'm not a huge steve martin fan know nothing about the gentleman other than what he portrayed in father of the bride but he was very funny in this which is a lot for me to say 
because you guys know how I feel about this type of comedy. You don't like male comics, it seems, or women or children or animals. Literally, literally <laughs> talk. About, I literally talk about how much we every episode we talked about how much we love women. <laughs> yeah, Brent, Brent, Brent's made it quite clear that he is an ally. Kate. I think he likes women as an idea, but if you talk about a specific one, no, not true. Okay, is it is it my turn again? It's your turn for your gold. I, I gave my gold to Bernadette Peters. I wrote down Bernie Peets right here, gold medal. Shocking. Old BP? Old BP, uh, you know what? It would work on me. If anybody talked to me in that voice, I'd just be like, all right, whatever you say, ma'am. You, I'll, you're the boss from here until death. Here we go. <laughs> Do you see her uh, knife-throwing outfit? I mean, yeah. come her on. Dance, her dance moves? Yeah. Her trumpet playing? She's actually not in that many movies, and I wonder why that is. Probably being busy on Broadway. Ah, uh, too much Broadway. Broadway! That makes sense. My gold medal goes to my spiritual father, Steve Martin. Stevie Martz. Yep. His, he also is an excellent writer. Any of his books are very good. Um, and his biography is really good. I have read one of his books or like an excerpt from it. And it was really funny. And I remember reading it and being like, oh, Steve Martin is hilarious. This He's is like, like a multi-talented person, like a renaissance. He does rip he a banjo. banjo. He rips that. Yeah, thing. see? Me and Nate thought banjo. You guys know I can, I can banjo a little. Can you? Yeah, I, I know about the different roles. There's one. It's called the Foggy Mountain Breakdown Roll. That's of course I know how to do that. I don't know what a roll is. What's a roll? Like a picking pattern. So you could do like going upwards or going downwards or like kind of. Oh, that's cool. Okay, so there's the Foggy Mountain Breakdown roll. What about you, Brent? Um, my gold medal goes to the highlight of this film, Shithead. <laughs> oh, the dog. Shithead was so good. That scene where he's like, he forces the dog to come back for his sad speech. That was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, like, sometimes there's not going to be enough food for two. And then the dog runs away immediately. Yeah. Like, gets him back and then he's, he, he's dragging him. And then Shithead's rocking the, the, the pipe with the feathered hat. Oh my gosh, that was good. Shithead gets my goal better. That was one of those good trained dogs. That was a really well talented dog. I wonder if it was this. I know there was a different one at one point. The dog being dragged was not the shithead that we saw. Yeah, this, the scene where um, Bernadette Peters leaves him, it, it, it cuts to a different dog in there and it threw me off. I was like, that's not Shithead. Yeah, they're both probably dead anyway. Oh, this movie was filmed in 1979, Brent. I'd say chances are pretty good. <laughs> 45-year-old dog. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was thinking 21 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not 2000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're dead. Yeah, they're dead. I I was really curious when the scene where he's dragging the dog. I was like, how do you train a dog to do that? I thought that too, Nate. And in my mind, I was like, the only way you could do it is you got to have like a married couple dog training team and then the like – the husband has to pretend to be a dog and put on the leash and the wife has to like drag the husband. And then you're like, see like that, you got it. Like, that's the only way I could think to do this. Oh my. So heteronormative. No, the, the, the lady's driving, <laughs> dragging the husband. I think it'd be worse the other way around. <laughs> yeah. You also don't, don't claim to be an ally. Nate, yeah, so no, I'm not. To... I'm not at all. I'm an enemy. If anything. <laughs> <laughs> but ally is a good thing though, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, Just yeah. saying you're an ally doesn't make you an ally. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it does. It literally yeah, does. Anything I've learned, <laughs> if, I've, if I've learned anything from the internet, that's basically all you have to do, I guess. Oh, no. What's the next, do we have, what's the next? We do our think? rating. Oh, it's the rating section. So the first category is 
the script for this movie. How did you guys like the script for this movie? Let's start with you, Kate. I thought the script was solid, and I'm going to give it an eight. Um, I also thought the script was solid, and I'll give it a seven. Uh, I'm going to give this an eight. I like the script. Like I said, I thought it started slow. I didn't love the first 20 minutes. It was like some smirks. I was like smirking. But then once we got into the middle of the movie, there were some full laughs. We had we had some great laughs. So what's eight and seven and eight? 23 divided by three is 7.6666. The music in this movie. What did you guys think of the music and soundtrack? It gets a 10 just because of that one song. The white, the white person song? Or You Belong to Me? But no, You Belong to Me. I loved it. I um I really enjoyed the blues music. I enjoyed the the white people snapping the fingers. I enjoyed the trumpet song. I'm going to give it a seven. I actually specifically noticed in the movie that I liked all of the music. It was really good. Uh, there's a bunch of different styles of music actually like when the private investigator is chasing him it's like the 70s funk like police movie music and it's all just really good so i would give it a nine the art direction so the costumes and the sets and uh, props oh i yeah go ahead kate i'm giving it a 10 yeah everything was pretty spot on what it had to be the yeah i'm gonna give it a nine it was great. There was lots of really funny visual gags and the costumes were great. His rich guy outfit, his whole house is so fucking stupid and hilarious uh, when he gets rich. Yeah. And the, when he like shoots the oil. Oh yeah. Yeah. I wonder how they did that. That was actually. CGI. It was probably CGI. Oh yeah. <laughs> now it would be, and it wouldn't, you wouldn't believe it. You'd be like, Oh, is, is Steve Martin even there? I gave it a ten. I, I, I there wasn't anything that I would have that I could have personally improved. That's a nine point six. That's a that's a pretty good score. This movie is doing better than I thought. Uh, Damn right. This is a comedy. It's a screwball comedy, as Kate pointed out. How how does this do as a comedy? This is of course a ten. I want to give it a ten and a half. Because I feel like it's so much of a comedy. It's like a true comedy. We can't give out half points. I would never allow it. Never in a million years. Okay, good. You guys suck. No, because every movie can't be a 48 and 50. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a really po- it's a really positive movie club. <laughs> God, yeah, I'll start fun. tanking. I'll start picking some bombs. <laughs> what's what's your score, Brent? Um, it is, it is a comedy. You're not going to, there's no denying that. <sighs> I'm going to give it an eight. I expected a six, I but I came out with an eight. I, I'm going to give it the same score. I think um, I was surprised by this movie. It was way, it was much funnier than I thought it was going to be actually. So, and, and it's a movie I would never, ever in a million years take it upon myself to sit down and watch. Oh, that's nice. 8.6. The last category is uh, how well does this movie fit into our monthly theme, which is April Fools. I don't think there can be a better movie that fits into this. So I'm giving it a 12. We got to stick to the thing. Solid 10. (laughs) Solid 10. (laughs) I'm also going to give it a 10. Yay! This is how I know it's a 10 because it's actually hard for me to think of a movie with a bigger fool than this guy. Yeah. Like I've been, I I put some time trying to think for my movie pick, who's a bigger fool than this guy. One up, one up Kate. I can't come up with a bigger fool. All right. Yeah. She set the bar pretty high. This is one of the biggest fools I've ever seen captured on celluloid. This movie gets a 44.4, which is a very high score in our game, actually. I think it, Never would have thought it might, be a, might be a while before one knocks this off the first place, actually. So our other rated top one was Tenacious D, and it got a 42.7. Yep. Pressure's on, man. Yeah. Ooh, speaking of, who's choosing the next one? 
Do you have one, Nate? I have one that the 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 first movie that came to mind. I haven't seen it in a long time, and it's either going to be incredible or Brent is going to be furious. And so I guess either way, that's pretty good content. <laughs> the movie I'm choosing for next week for April Fool's Month is a 1997 comedy starring Rowan Atkinson called Bean. Oh, the Mr. Bean movie. I'm excited. I used to love Mr. Bean. <laughs> and Brent's going to hate it. <laughs> he's either going to love it or he's going to hate it. It's one of the two. Okay. I'll watch it. <laughs> this is going to be fun. <laughs> We're going to see what happens here. It's been, it's been probably 23, six years since I've seen this movie. So I'm interested to see how it holds up. <laughs> how it holds yeah. up. Yeah, me too. I, I'm actually laughing right now thinking because at the end of the episode, we're going to play. I always play the trailer for next week's uh, movie. But what's the Mr. Bean trailer going to be? Just like, oh my God. like this summer and then like. Waka, 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 ba, ba, da, ba, ba. It's going to be funny music. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a hole you dug yourself, sir. Well, I guess we did it, guys. We made a whole podcast ourselves. We did it ourselves. Uh, we did it. The only thing left to do is say goodnight, Kate. Good night, Kate. Good night, Kate. In England, he is a national treasure. In Australia, he is a beloved icon. In our small island in the Pacific, he is worshipped as a god. And this fall, he's coming to America. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Bean. <laughs> Are you presently on any kind of medication? Not that I know of. <laughs> well, you can certainly use some. Gramercy Pictures presents... Brace yourself. Where's the picture going? Oh, jeez! Oh, God! Oh, God! Rowan Atkinson. The new face of comedy. Now listen, I am begging you, behave rationally today. So that's 1926. 26 divided by 3 is 20. That can't be right. It's at 8.6. No. No? 8.6. Yes, 8.6. Let's double check. I'm going to do a double check. I just did it on my phone calculator. (laughs) You never sounded more old than your My phone calculator. (laughs) No, no. I gotta get it out into the sun so it'll work. Yeah. Remember that? Holy shit.